Find us at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and CosmicPotatoNetwork.com. Isn't it about time for somebody's favorite radio program? You ready? I was born ready. Alrighty then. Hold on to your butt. For more than five years, they've been entertaining you with their discussions on classic films, Marvel, Star Wars, and more. Did we just become best friends? Yep! Now, in a time of gatekeepers and toxic fandom, they are waving the banner of inclusion, opening the conversation, and letting all perspectives be heard. Welcome to the party, pal! Welcome to Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast. Fascinating. Keep the change, you filthy animal. Hey everybody and welcome to Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast. My name is Sean and tonight we are going to continue our conversation about uh, Marvel animated stuff, animated cartoons. And I've got with me Rick. How's it going, sir? I like to yell at clouds. <laughs> That's good to know. <laughs> and we've got we've got Gary Mitchell. How's it going, sir? It is going well, sir. And we have Scott. And I can't hear Scott. I made the shadows on my green screen even worse. Oh no. <laughs> nah, it looks fine. Call the Vorlons, they'll help. And if you're watching the stream, then you know that both Scott and Rick both have ironic t shirts on since we're talking Marvel and they're both wearing DC. And DC heroes on their shirts. Uh, I didn't own any Marvel. Spider Man used to be on this shirt. <laughs> I think you can still see his ghost. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. I, I may have owned this shirt for a really long time, and it's very comfortable. So. <laughs> hey, at least I try to maintain the illusion that we're doing these shows a week apart. All right. <laughs> <laughs> But the the stream is all just one stream, so well, yeah. Well, <laughs> as long as we don't cross it, we're okay. Right. okay. <laughs> so um, when I think back to '90s superhero cartoons, of course, I always think about Batman the animated series. I think that's what a lot of people go back to. But there was an X Men series. That I think if you, I mean, if you like comic book series, that's I don't know if I want to say it's better than Batman, but it's actually more full than Batman. There's a lot more characters showing up and uh, a lot more of the original stories from comics actually being adapted on screen. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. That nine, Yeah, that 90s X-Men series is very well plotted, very well acted. The animation isn't as great as the DC as as the Batman the Animated Series but it's perfectly serviceable Mm -hmm. and it does some of the best adaptations of some of the strongest X-Men stories that were ever made I mean they do the Phoenix Dark Phoenix saga better than any of the movies have done yeah they did Days of Future Past Uh, yeah I mean all of the major X-Men storylines I think got made Mm -hmm. the animation was pretty good especially for early 90s because this came out in what year was it let's see i think it was 94 92 it started in 92 92 and lasted until 97 so it was on for five years uh the animation was done in south korea i think Mm -hmm. but yeah and it had that it had that theme music that once you hear it you'll be humming it all day (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) but um Scott, you've got it in your background, so obviously you have something to say about it. Um, oh, the, the the show was fantastic. It was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I remember being so excited when it was announced before it even started airing. I was like, I have to catch this when it when it airs. And um, and once I started it, I was I was blown away. I back then when it came out, I thought the animation was better than I think of it today. Uh, it wasn't. It's not bad, but. It's very much of its time where they were less concerned with realistic movement or poses or fluid motion. It was mm-hmm. just, let's just get the point across what's happening. This person's 
falling down and then using their power of flight, they right themselves and they go off in a different direction. Now, the way it's shown is incredibly clumsy and incredibly awkward, but at least you know what they're trying to say. Um, whereas, to make another comparison to uh, Batman the Animated Series, it would happen there as well, but they were more focused on fluid motion mm-hmm. and making sure that the characters are in cool-looking poses more often than would happen on, on X-Men. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, I think the one thing that uh, really caught my attention uh, first and foremost with the X-Men cartoon, and I'm sure that I'm not the only one that felt this way. This is probably why a lot of kids kept watching it past the uh, initial two-part premiere was uh, by the end of the first episode, I think, yeah, the end of the first episode, they killed one of the X-Men. Mm-hmm. He, he he died on a mission and they made it, they, they didn't try to hide it and he wasn't like, you know, in a coma. Yeah. Call back, <laughs> call back to the last episode. Uh, yeah, he, he was dead. Now, apparently he came back later on in the series. I didn't watch the whole series through, but I know the character returned somehow. Mm-hmm. But as far as all the, the rest of the X-Men knew, he was dead in the grass. And they rolled that into motivation for all of them in the second part of that episode, mm-hmm. uh, culminating with Wolverine jumping on the back of a Sentinel and shouting out that this was for him the the fallen x-man and then you see wolverine just going to town absolutely shredding the back of a sentinel's head as he's falling to the ground and that was a stand up and cheer moment for the kids that were watching john says he was cloned so yeah okay, oh, okay. um yeah yeah it's it wasn't the greatest animation but compared to the, like the filmation stuff yeah uh, compared to the hanna barbera stuff where you know it was stock characters are doing this while they move the background behind them yeah you know again it was it only pales in comparison to batman which had a huger budget per episode and And so i don't it's not fair to hold it up against batman as a comparison yeah no i only compared it to batman because they both came Mm -hmm. out at the same time and i think they were they were equally responsible for launching because we had a lot of comic book uh cartoons that started in the 90s mm-hmm. and i think both of them are equally responsible for helping get that started oh um, yeah and by the way unk go stand in the corner <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah you know it's it they did come out uh, i remember thinking that x-men probably came out because batman had come out like i think the year before and so it was like, oh, we got to get our own another cartoon off the ground. But the, then I, you know, then later you grow up and you find out that how long it takes to get something developed. Uh, so it's really interesting to look at the two. There's a wonderful book about uh, the show. If you haven't read it, I recommend it. It's called Meanwhile on X Men. I think is the title. It's yeah. something like that, and it's all interviews with the main writers and producers. And I mentioned in the last episode that. Um... Mar- the Marvel animated stuff got sold off and uh, they started making a lot of more kid-friendly stuff. This is kind of the beginning of the, Fo- the Fox Kids uh, generation. Fox Kids launched and they got the rights to a lot of Marvel stuff and that's where st- some of the stuff started. So, so we got uh, X-Men and you know, lo- later in the 90s we got uh, Spider-Man and some other things because Marvel and Fox Kids kind of teamed up and you know took a lot of uh a lot of properties to the small screen. Um I can think Can I ask a question? Yeah, go ahead. I I ne- I I think I've seen maybe uh, you know two three episodes of this show because this it, it if it came out in the early 90s that was at the peak of my too busy to watch <laughs> yeah. anything like this. Mm-hmm. Um is this the series that the I'm the Juggernaut bitch videos came from? Yeah, the, this is where they took the animation and redubbed it, yes. Okay. Those I have seen, and, and I'm sorry, they're crude, <laughs> and it's the lowest form of humor, but it's absolutely freaking hilarious. And the fact <laughs> that they, they referenced it in the last X-Men movie that the Juggernaut was in, granted that movie was terrible, but 
when he said, I'm the juggernaut bitch, I laughed my ass. Off. Didn't he? I think he said that when he, because he was in the last yeah, Deadpool movie too, right? Didn't he say that? Um, uh, he, he was only in one X Men movie, and that was X3. Yeah. And the, he the was terrible in, one. Yeah. And then he was in Deadpool 2. Yeah. Those are the only yeah. movie appearances that the characters had. Yeah. And I don't think he I don't think he says the line in the Deadpool movie, but he definitely said it deliberately as a reference to that in the Yeah. And uh X Men uh, um X Men The Last Stand. That was The Last Stand, that was X Men Three. Oh and the name of the book and the name of the book, just so I have it correct, is previously on X Men, the making of an animated series. And and if you don't know what I'm talking about, folks, uh there are a series of YouTube videos where some incredibly stone dudes take video uh, take footage from X-Men mostly about the juggernaut and just do their own voiceovers for it and I'm the juggernaut bitch is kind of a a through line and it's stupid it's crude you don't want the kids around when you're playing it and it's it's absolutely hilarious it, it's definitely a proto meme yeah <laughs> um now they did do stuff like uh, they they stole some sound effects from other things, like mm-hmm. uh, when uh, Magneto uses his uh, magnetism powers. Mm-hmm. They reused the sound effect of the cloaking device from Star Trek Three. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like every time. <laughs> um, but w- one thing I really like about the show, and it, and it's mainly because it was on for so long; it was five years and animated series that come on five days a week you know they make a lot of episodes so they were able to give all of these characters like their own storylines you didn't mm-hmm. they didn't just do like on we talk a lot on about star trek the next generation uh that we get a lot of data and we get a lot of picard and not so much about some of the other characters but this you didn't get all um wolverine and all Xavier, you got some storm stories and you got some Cyclops stories and things like that. And I, I, I like that. Uh, they, they had an entire story, like right from the very beginning of the series about beast being in jail. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that, that character is in prison and not part of the team for a significant amount of time. Right, right from the jump. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they deal with storms, uh, claustrophobia and uh, rogues feelings of isolation um, Mr. Sinister gets brought in. They do the whole Genosha storyline. Um, the I, I can't remember the the name of the. Um, it, it, it's a hate group um, a, against mutants. Um, hu- humans against mutants. I can't remember what they call the group, mm-hmm. but uh, I, they, they did a whole bit Damn. on that. Maybe I, maybe I should have gone back Damn. and watched some of those episodes because <laughs> that's kind of prescient for for today. Where I'm I'm. I'm sour because today is uh, today is what today's Saturday, August fifteenth, and the Proud Boys had a rally in my city today. Ugh. So I'm sorry. I might just be a a little uh, little, little irritable about that. Yeah. Um, Anti mutant hate groups. Um, the, but they they tackled a lot of the stuff in in the X Men series. It was it was really impressive. Yeah. The, the strength of it really was the serialization of it, as uh, John points out. They did carry over storylines throughout the whole series, not just the season. Um, each season usually did have an overarching arc, overarching arc, but there was stuff they carried through from the beginning to the end. And it's the closest I've ever seen anyone get to adapting the Chris Claremont style of comic books are a soap opera. Yeah, yeah. And you have, you know, dangling threads, and they just never... Now, again, near the end of Claremont's run, it's like, would you please end a damn storyline? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, then it gets to be, and, like, lost. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but this is also... It's a great lineup. Cyclops, Wolverine, Rogue, Storm, Jean Grey, Beast, Gambit, um, Kitty, uh, um, Jubilee... Professor Xavier. I mean, this is a solid lineup. Yeah. Uh, I know my wife is totally she she keeps getting her hopes up and then getting them dashed every time they say they're going to do a Gambit movie and then it doesn't mm-hmm. happen. It's not going to happen. Yeah. It'll happen. I mean, it people actually- want it to happen. It was getting talked about for a while. It is not going to happen. Well, now that now that uh, Disney owns all this stuff, 
there's a there's a very good there's a better chance since they can just bring it into the MCU. There's a better chance of maybe not necessarily getting a Gambit movie, but getting Gambit in a movie. You know, yeah. they have a better chance. He, he might show up in an X-Men movie when they finally introduce the X-Men to the MCU. But all that talk of a, of a Channing Tatum-led Gambit movie... Oh, it won't be Tatum, just, no. Just, just, yeah. just forget about it. Cause it yeah, COVID's killed that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not going to come together. I mean, if how long have they been sitting on that New Mutants movie? And it's... Still hasn't come out. That movie is cursed. They they should just bury the reels and pretend it didn't happen. <laughs> oh well, supposedly tickets go on sale in two weeks. Yeah, it's supposed to come out. Mm-hmm. Next, AMC this month, theaters yeah. are reopening. The Wait, one near. I, I thought they tried to make that a TV series and it failed miserably. Uh, yeah, that was in the nineties, and uh, Matt Fur was in it, and yeah, it's not good. And and that was Generation X, not New Mutants. Oh, oh. right, right. <laughs> I have that movie if anyone's interested in watching it. Um, but, I mean, the show was popular enough that they, Marvel has actually started a comic book, which is a continuation of the comic, of this series. It's a, it's, I think it's, they call it, Mar- I think they call it X-Men 96 or something. They did, they used to do that a lot. I mean, I guess they're, they're still doing it, but um, it was weird because when Batman name animated series was on, they had a comic book based mm. on the, the style of the animated series. So you had a comic based on a cartoon that was based on a comic comic section. <laughs> yeah. So it was Batman, the animated series, the comic, <laughs> it was actually pretty good for most of its run. And they think, did that thing with um, Batman adventures. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. And they did the thing where, um, you remember the amalgam comics that came out mm-hmm. in the, in the nineties. Um, when they merged the Marvel and the DC universes together in the comics, and they came out with this whole series of titles where they mixed characters together. So you had a, a character that was a mixture of Captain America and Superman. It was a super soldier. And then they did, uh, they did Batman and Wolverine. They mixed them together and they came out with two different ones. They had one that was in the style of the actual Batman comic. And then they had another one that was in the style of the Batman, the animated series where it was, but it was, I can't remember what his name Dark was. Claw. Yeah, Dark Claw. Dark Claw. And it was Batman mixed with Wolverine. So, uh, so the, it was si- the 90s. It was extreme. Yeah. <laughs> now, <laughs> X Men, the animated series, is, is on uh, it's on Disney Plus right now. So you, can, you yes. can check out all five seasons on Disney Plus right yeah. now. I think most of the stuff that we're going to talk about here is most of it is going to be on Disney is Plus. on Disney Plus. So their sister series was Spider-Man mm-hmm. uh, that came out in 94 and lasted yeah. four, four seasons. No, five seasons until 1998. Yeah. Jonathan wow. Simple, I believe his name was the main producer. Um, really nice guy. Um, yeah, the, I, I, I don't remember watching a lot of this when it was actually on. But uh, I got some of the, I mean, this mainly video cassette. I got some of the video cassettes later on, mm-hmm. and and watched not all sixty five episodes. I probably watched maybe ten or twelve episodes of this. But it was a it was a pretty good uh, mm-hmm. Spider Man series. It, it kind of they tried to mix in a, a little bit of CGI, so you would get a lot of stuff like Spider-Man swinging through the city and like the buildings would be that 90s style CGI. <laughs> well, yeah. Almost like he's going down through a screensaver. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was big at the time. Daniel asks, and I, I don't uh, uh, know the answer to this, are are the cartoons on Disney Plus in any sort of like chronological order or is there they're, any sort of order to them? I think they're, they're in order. Season. Yeah, by, they're by season, so I mean they'll they'll be split. Like if you open up the X Men, it'll have season one, season two, season three, just like everything, all the series on Netflix are. So, yeah. But like, yeah. are are they are they listed in like you know earlier series are listed before later series, or do they? Is there any? Oh, you mean sometimes? the actual the actual? Okay, I thought I thought he meant like when he opens a series or the episodes in order. Uh. I know that when you open up a series, it'll tell you what year it came out before you, like at the top where it starts listing the episodes, it'll tell you what year it came out. 
So I don't know if they've got them listed there. Like the, this one came out in 67, 68, 69. I don't think they're listed that way. Mm. But when you see one that you want to watch, like say you want to see Spider-Man and his amazing friends, when you open it, it'll say, you know, this came out in 1981 or something like that. Okay. So. Yeah, no, they, they did correct. He says the order they were released in the U.S. was the wrong story order. I do believe they correct that. Oh, okay. Um, uh, yeah, the Spider-Man show was decent. The main thing I remembered from it at the time is Spider-Man was voiced by the guy who did the voice of Nightwing on Batman the Animated Series, and they got Mark Hamill to voice the Hobgoblin. And he sounded a lot like the Joker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it was okay. They really liked Venom. They liked doing a lot of stuff with the modern villains. Uh, they brought the Punisher in for a few episodes with his battle van. Uh, they did. I think though the main the main thing I think I remember is that the the series kind of ends on a cliffhanger because I think they thought they were going to get another season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, did, Mark didn't Hamill roll that Spider Man series into a different Spider Man animated series. There have been a bunch of Spider Man animated series, R- right? Well, and, in, um, in the nineties, yeah. myself, but it, they might list it as separate on. Uh, it's well, the next the next thing Spider- that yeah, came Spider- out. Spider-Man Unlimited didn't they didn't they roll this Spider-Man series into Spider-Man uh, Unlimited, move them into the future or a parallel uh, timeline or something? They're sort of connected, but yeah, they did do Spider-Man Unlimited, and they did a Spider-Man something. I forget what that one was called, but dead, the main thing I remember about that one is the animation was much more kid friendly, and that they did an episode where Deadpool showed up. And Deadpool does the uh, most amazing, as always, fourth wall breaking stuff about, well, I can't kill anybody. (laughs) Or I think he says the word, like, I can't say I'm going to kill this person, and I can't say I'm going to with my swords. (laughs) And Spider is like, what the hell are you talking about? (laughs) I I think it might have been, at this point, I can't remember which uh, Spider Man or, or animated series it was where. Spider-Man and Deadpool are talking to each other and, and Spider-Man says, um, uh, gotta watch out. There might be a booby trap. And then Deadpool just starts laughing. Mm-hmm. He just starts laughing and laughing. He gathers himself and says, <laughs> you said trap. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's the episode. Oh, it's okay. well worth tracking down. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, was- it says on this uh, wiki page that they, they couldn't, they couldn't come out and say that it was a direct continuation of Spider-Man mm-hmm. because of like syndicated rerun reasons. Yeah. Um, because they would be airing in different places and out of order and all that kind of stuff. So they just, it's kind of a continuation, but they don't actually come out and say that it is. So, yeah, we, you, know, you could, we could do an entire 10 part series on Marvel's licensing yeah. <laughs> deals <Yeah. laughs> and syndication deals and how that screwed everything up. <laughs> You kind of get the impression that anyone that came up to Stan Lee in a bus station went, I'll give you 10 bucks for this property. He was like, all right, yeah. Yeah. You got any cash? (laughs) (laughs) You were going to say, sir. Um, That that first, well, not the very first, but that earlier 90s Spider-Man series that we were talking about, um, if I remember correctly what I've uh, read and heard, uh, no punching allowed in that series. Yes. Yep. Yeah. They were not allowed to hit people. Yep, Spider-Man could defeat the villains however he wanted, as long as he didn't actually assault them. Yeah, yeah. See, that's that's one of the things that I had a problem with in cartoons from like the mid '80s on. You know, I grew up watching goddamn Johnny Quest, and mm-hmm. if any of y'all shooting people, Johnny Quest, they kill people in that show. Yeah, and but to be know, fair, always, but to be fair, you're kind of messed up. But, the, but that's the thing. <laughs> and that's what I'm, my, well, all right, yeah. my, my point is, we grew up, we, not, not saying that my generation is in any way better because we are some of the most effed up people on the planet. But, you know, <laughs> our shows had violence with consequence. And then in the 80s, someone went, you can't hurt people. So you'd see shows like the A-Team or G.I. Joe or whatever, where just crates of ammunition are expended and no one gets a scratch. Yeah. Yeah. We could do it again. You could do an entire series on the moral guardians and how, you know, I mean, it started in the fifties 
yeah. uh, with you know seduction and the innocent and how people always screamed I, mean, I remember this argument in the 80s when they started cutting the looney tunes cartoons because of violence you know somebody getting hit in the head with a mallet and someone screaming you watch these when you were a kid you seem okay yeah. Uh, but everybody's yeah. like everybody acts like kids are made of the most fragile spun sugar and you got to cover the world in nerf to protect yeah. them and it's like yeah but yeah so but at the i think it, we started to kind of relax a bit from that but in the late 80s to early night to mid 90s uh when cons- you know the reagan era and you know, pmrc and all this stuff, the moral guardians were just so strong. And that, and it's led to the culture wars we still have even now where, you know, you can't show a woman's bare breast, but you can watch somebody getting hit in the face with a machete. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to, to be fair to the, the show, to be yeah. fair to the, uh, to the makers of these shows, it's not as much up to them as it is up to their mm-hmm. sponsors because all these shows they have, they're making these shows to, to make money, you know, mm-hmm. to sell things. So, if the sponsor says we're n- we're not going to give you any more of our money if you do this on your show, then they either have to say screw you, we don't want your money, or they have to just do it. You know, so, and a lot of times in the eighties and the nineties, they would just do it. You know, to it better to just well, keep the show on the air and keep making stories than to uh, worry about the politics of of that kind of stuff. Well, you know, of, of several years ago, my wife gave me the the Johnny Quest box set for Christmas or my birthday or whatever. And I hadn't seen it in, you know, probably 30 years. And I, I watched the whole damn thing. And even that, and, you know, I grew up watching these things and I was like, damn, that show was violent and (laughs) xenophobic and racist and all this stuff. But, you know, I came away from going it, going, it, it taught us something. I mean, Yes, you know, everybody was doing the the evil Asians and the evil Russians and stuff at the time. So, you know, you got to kind of put it in, in a historical context. I haven't tried. I, I tried to show it to my daughter once and she was bored. Um, you know, and, and there are some episodes where it's like, yes, Dr. Quest, I am the evil bad guy and I am Chinese <laughs> and you must be afraid of me. Um, you know, and that stuff was was not great. But then there were also things where it was just like, you know, if you do not do what I want you to do, I will shoot you. And then they would shoot someone and they bleed. Yeah. And it taught us that violence has consequence as opposed to, you know, but the first time I remember noticing this was my brother and I, uh, my brother's two years younger than I am. And on Saturday mornings, you know, back then we only had one TV. And so there would be the, the, the weekly battle over who got to watch their show at what time. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he liked Thundar the Barbarian. And I don't know if y'all have ever seen that show. Um, but there was an, I, I don't even remember. It, it, it takes place. It's like this post-apocalyptic. It's so far in the future after a nuclear war that things have gone medieval again sort of thing. But there are like, artifacts left over from from civilization and there's this this one scene where thundar is fighting this giant dragon worm thing and he's got this sword of power it's you know kind of a he-man ripoff yeah um oh sorry that was a lightsaber ripoff thank you <laughs> oh t- sorry <laughs> he had the sun sword oh was it okay yeah i hated thundar so i didn't really pay that much attention to it but he's like fighting this dragon thing and he's got his sword up and he he just he just scares it into going into a phone booth and he locks it in a phone booth. And I'm like, what's the point of the sword if you don't ever hit anything with it? And my brother's just like, shut up. I like it. <laughs> well, it's like, you know, I like watching old black and white movies and you watch a black and white movie from the thirties and it's a totally different thing than watching one from the fifties. Oh because yeah. In the thirties it was, it was pre haze, pre haze code. Yeah. They could actually yeah. show people get killed and they had mm-hmm. dirty jokes and you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a couple more things that happened in the '90s, and I want I want to be able to talk about some of this 2000 stuff before the before we run out of time. But uh, we had an Incredible Hulk series in the '90s mm-hmm. that was pretty good. It was yeah. Lou Ferrigno voiced the Hulk. Yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> he yeah. did. Yeah. Wow. Yeah it uh it can it started you... in '96 and lasted until '97, so it was it was only on for about a year. But uh, yeah. 
If you ever get a chance, ask Joe Crow about his Lou Ferrigno story. I'm going to let him tell it and just as, as a tease. I've heard, I, I've heard I, I hear Ferrigno's a really nice guy, but just, you know, the, the first thing that does not leap to mind when I think about Ferrigno is voice work. Well, it was, it was again, it was a stunt casting. I think yeah. it was mostly some some grunts and yeah, it's one, mostly and one grunts and Hulk smash. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. The, the Hulk and, it was not smart Hulk they were dealing with in that show. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then they had um, they had the Silver Surfer series. Did you guys ever watch that? No, I know it was on. I knew it existed, but I I didn't watch it. I went, but I remember seeing it back in the day. Couldn't remember much about it, so I went back and watched the pilot. Because it's on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's okay, but I don't know if I'd want to watch the whole series. Because uh, the, the first couple, of, it, there's a two part uh, origin episode. And, but it's very, it kind of the same reason I didn't really watch a lot of Thor stuff back then. The very Shakespearean, not Shakespearean, but, you know, old. Proper speech, kind of yeah. language. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thou villain, I shall pray thee. Pray. <laughs> you will be my sentinel. Go and find worlds for me, my silver surfer. You know, <laughs> but um, the whole idea was that he was supposed to become the silver surfer to save his planet from Galactus. And he was going to lead Galactus to worlds that didn't have intelligent life. But as soon as he became the Silver Surfer, he couldn't. He no. He no longer had his original memories. So the first thing he did was say, "Galactus, why don't you take this planet?" And it was his planet. <laughs> and Galactus was like, "No, I have an agreement with one with a person who came from that planet. I will not touch that planet." <laughs> um, but then. Uh, we talked a little bit about Spider-Man Unlimited, um, and then they had this Avengers United They Stand TV show that started in, it actually started in 99, and only lasted for about four or five months. Uh, kind of the last show that Fox Kids and Marvel did together, I think. Yeah. I know a lot of people who love it. I, it didn't really grab me, but I know a lot of people who just adore it. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, I tell you the truth, I don't remember. I don't remember anything about it. <laughs> I know that they 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 tried to do a similar animation style to like what Batman Beyond was doing at the time. Uh, other than that, mm-hmm. I don't remember much about it. Scott, did you did you watch this at all? Mm, no, I I think maybe maybe a couple, but never on a regular basis. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> then we move into the two thousands, and they started doing things like. Um, <laughs> Sp- that was Iron Mullet. No, I'm- <laughs> uh, we got X Men Evolution. Yeah, which- it was definitely trying to do the high school as yeah. X Men. Yeah, trying to. Yeah, trying to. Um, Pretty in spandex. Yeah, trying. Well, I mean, they're try- trying to trying to uh, bring back what they had done in uh, in the original X Men, trying to get some of that success, but also trying to cash in on what was going on in the early 2000s, which was a lot of, uh, I think at the time they were trying to make a series about, uh, that took place in the Batman universe. That was like Gotham's high school or something where they said that Bruce Wayne went to high school with all of his villains. (laughs) Luckily that never actually happened. Stupid idea for a TV show. Well, it came came that close. It came that close to actually happening because there's, storylines and artwork and all that kind of stuff out there that you can find. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the jo- Joker and Riddler and Penguin and Catwoman, they were all, they all went to high school together. And uh, let's see. Even Killer Croc. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the main one I remember that I like, because again, I'm a Spider-Man nut was MTV did an animated Spider-Man series after the uh, Tobey Maguire movies came out. That was mostly CGI. Neil Patrick Harris voiced Peter Parker. Rob Zombie oh. voiced the Lizard. Um, it was I liked it. Yeah, it was, um, it was called Spider Man: The New Animated Series. Yeah, yeah, and it was actually a lot of fun. But it's almost impossible to find. I don't know. If, I don't think it's on Disney Plus. No, it's not because it was because it was a different. Again, it was a different Marvel licensing deal. <laughs> it was with MTV, which is why they tended to get a lot of 
uh, musicians to be voices on it. But I liked it. I thought the animation style was pretty cool, and I thought they did the storylines pretty well. But it was definitely influenced by the Raimi movies. That is that is really ringing a bell. What was the 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 seat? It was like really early CG kind of, yeah. almost creepy, <clears throat> uncanny valley kind of stuff, wasn't it? Yeah, very much so. Every now and then you'll find the DVDs like at the Dollar Tree. <laughs> yeah, that only have like two or three episodes. You can't get the whole season anywhere or the whole series anyway. The um. The late 90s, early 2000s, MTV was really trying to cash in on animation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's when so that's we had... The, the like, Eon Flux. Uh, yeah, Liquid day. Television, oh, yeah. Beavis and Butthead, oh, yeah. and then they, they did this... Uh, like I don't know if you guys remember the Max. You remember that cartoon? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, with yeah. the big giant head. Um, yeah. yeah, it was the... Ma- they, it was, oh, they, they did the, the head. Name. What was the one yeah, with was, the head? It, the head. That was the that head. That was the name okay. of... It was the, the head and the max, yeah. and they were both under the umbrella of like cartoon carnival or something. Yeah, yeah, and then they did like the brothers grunt. You remember that? Yes, <laughs> from the makers yeah. of Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. MTV was throwing everything against the wall except music videos. Trying, to- <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why I mean the logo MTV music television. The music television is not there anymore. <laughs> it just says MTV. Mm-hmm. Um, well, what's what's the joke? They just had their like 30th anniversary celebrating 16 years of music video, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, even back in the day when I was a teenager, they launched MTV Two that was supposed to show music videos, so the MTV could focus on the real world and road rules and all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. And, and now, and then MTV Two stopped showing music videos and just started showing reruns of the stuff that they were showing on the <laughs> on MTV. Um, now, you know, at, at the risk of sounding old, which has never stopped me before, uh, <laughs> I remember just I would watch MTV for literally hours, mm-hmm. just watch the music videos back in like 83. I just remember because, you know, at the time I, I had oh, I didn't have a TV in my room. So like my my parents would be watching whatever was on HBO or Showtime or Cinemax or whatever they're watching. And I'd be like, can I go watch TV in your room? Because they had they had a cable box in their room, mm-hmm. you know. Ask your ask your folks about that antique technology, kids. Uh, and I would just I would literally just lay under bed and watch music videos for hours and hours and hours. Um, let me name some of the people that were in that show. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris, Lisa Loeb played uh, Mary Jane Watson. Ian Ziering played Harry Osborne. Uh, Keith Carradine was J. Jonah Jameson. Ethan Embry was Electro. Ed Ed Asner was Officer Barr. I don't know who Officer Barr is, but uh, Ed Asner. Yeah, wow. Ed Asner. Uh, Kathy Griffin, Jeremy Piven, Jeffrey Combs. Ooh, uh, Rob Zombie, Michael Dorn. Mm-hmm. Um, Tara Strong. Of course, Tara Strong's the who does who the original actress that did uh, Harley Quinn. Uh, still does her from time to time, but um. John C. McGinley and trying to see. Oh, Clancy Brown. And I was gonna say Clancy Brown's got to be in there somewhere. Yeah, because he's been in every cartoon since like 1985. Well, his <laughs> his character is just police officer, and then he, and Stanley, he's the Frank Welker of this generation. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like mm-hmm. whenever whenever Sharon is watching some cartoon, uh, either. Mark Hamill or Clancy Brown are the voices that, like, I'll be in the other room doing something. I'll be like, wait a minute. <laughs> Who's that character? And they'll be like, I don't know. What's his name? I don't know. And then I'll, I'll look it up and I'll be like, yep, it's Mark Hamill. Or, yeah, it's Clancy Brown. <laughs> no well, matter Mark, what character Mark, they're Mark doing, Mark Hamill is a good uh, voice actor. But like I, I was joking before, his, uh, his villain voice, they all tend to sound like the Joker. And the Joker sounded like the trickster when he was on, on The Flash. <laughs> you <know>? Thank you. Thank <laughs> yeah. you. Um, Thank you. Then we had Wolverine and the X Men. Mm-hmm. So I mean, because Wolverine was, was everywhere. Yeah, Wolverine was the. This was 2008, so this was well after the uh, X Men movies had started coming out. And so yeah, and Wolverine was the most popular character in those movies. So, um, this came on Nicktoons, and. I I I really I can't I can't say much about it because I don't remember 
Gary, did you watch this one? I tried. I just didn't care for it. Yeah. And, um, and I was also, I was so sick of seeing Wolverine <laughs> everywhere at this time. He was in every Marvel comic. He was guest starring. He had like 16 of his own books. <laughs> it was just like, you know, it's, it's what Marvel tended to do at the time. And they still do it. It's like, oh, this character's popular. Put them everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to make an X-Men series, but make it Wolverine and the X-Men. You know, right. <laughs> you know, they did it with Wolverine. They did it with uh, Venom. Uh, they, 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 they did it with Deadpool, but it didn't poison me against Deadpool the way it did everybody else. But I think partly because even he goes, "This is crazy. What's going on?" <laughs> There's one more that I wanted to mention before we talk about some of the the modern stuff. Uh, but the the superhero squad. Did you guys ever watch that? Mm. I watched it uh, a few years ago. I watched several episodes of it. I really liked it. I haven't gone back and watched it. It's on Disney Plus, Disney Plus now. And uh, I'll probably go back and watch some of it uh, eventually. But I really liked it because it was like a, um action comedy version of the the heroes that we know from Marvel and the Avengers and all that. But they're also drawn more kid-friendly it's almost like if uh, Pop Vinyls had their own cartoon <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, uh, Scott, did, have you seen it? Um, I didn't see any episodes of the show, okay. but I was working at a Toys R Us seasonal um, when the toys were first hitting the scene big. And I realized I don't think I want to watch a Marvel cartoon that stars Wolverine and he has a trio of half-inch thick rounded butter knives <laughs> as claws. <laughs> I don't know what use he put those two in the show, but every bit of pr- promotional art and merchandising had those quote-unquote claws popped. As with a big smile on his face, he's like, ah! <laughs> he's very popular at like uh, Waffle Houses and... Uh... Uh, I hops. Uh, yeah, uh, hopefully, they only need him to spread because you can't even cut a pancake with how thick those <laughs> "quote unquote" claws were. Mm-hmm. It it looked ridiculous to adapt that type of character to that particular line. It didn't make sense. Well, that, well yeah, the, but the, the show was written to be funny. You know, mm-hmm. so it was so the the fact that it was more of a comedy uh, kind of eliminated the need for bloody gory violence that they would need with well, it, it doesn't need to be bloody gory violent just you can still make it funny without adapting a character who it it's difficult to take him even jokingly serious outside of a violent world mm-hmm. well and also he w- he was not I know he's uh, it, when you pull up the poster and everything he's there because that's they've got all the heroes there but the main characters on this were like Iron Man, Hulk, Silver Surfer, Thor. Wolverine, I don't think he was there all the time. But, uh, like, it's been several years since I've seen it. I, I could be wrong. But, um, uh, their, their next move would be to introduce the Punisher, and he only carries <laughs> an, an array of slingshots with which he uses to hurl water balloons. <laughs> well, I'll, t- I'll tell you what. I didn't watch most of these shows, I never read the comics. And by 2005, I was sick of Wolverine. Mm-hmm. And I love Hugh Jackman. I mean, you know, he's on my list. <laughs> <laughs> he's like the only dude on my list. But I still was like, do we really have to have Iron uh, Wolverine in everything? Yeah. Yeah, was, I'm kind of in the same boat. And I don't mind that it's the super deformed. It's because they, you know, it was aimed at kids. It wasn't aimed at the adult comic book fan or the teenage comic book fan. So, you know, I, I'm able to let that roll, but yeah, it's at the same time, I can see it's, you know, it's, it, it didn't grab me, but then again, I wasn't the target. Yeah. Well, um, in the 2010s, since the, uh, you know, the movies really kind of got started in 2008. So, the popularity of the movies 
of course, created opportunities for more shows. So we've had a lot of series come out in the last uh, 10 years. Uh, one of my favorites, there's been two Avengers series, but I like the first one better. The first one is uh, Avengers Earth My- Earth's Mightiest Heroes. And I've watched, I remember watching it when it was on, uh, off and on, because early 2000s, I had, like, very small children, so I didn't get to watch a lot of TV, but I did, uh, I watched this, and, um, and I've been going back and watching some episodes in the last couple weeks, and this is a series that, um, I mean, it's about the Avengers, you've got the main cast, you've got your Iron Man, Thor, uh, Captain America, you know, the, the, the central characters, but they bring in all these other Marvel characters, just, you know, this episode, we're going to have Ant-Man and it's not, it's, it's Hank Pym, Ant-Man instead (laughs) of, uh, Scott Lang, you know, and, but it's the original Ant-Man and the original Wasp are there. And, uh, Black Panther comes in. Uh, of course, Hawkeye's there a lot. So then you, you, we get episodes with Loki. We get episodes with uh, Ultron, uh, Enchantress. It was it was a great series, and it was on for two seasons, and uh, and then they stopped making it because they wanted to make another Avengers series that was more like the movies. And so, so this one was more based on the comics. They wanted one that was more based on the movies where you would have Scott Lang instead of having Hank Pym as Ant-Man and things like that. So they canceled this and they made Avengers assemble with the added benefit of when you have Scott Lang as Ant-Man, uh, rather than Hank Pym, you don't have old school comic fans watching the cartoon, just waiting for the other shoe to drop and for animated Hank Pym to smack animated, uh, uh, Janet Van Dyne in the mouth. Yeah, that didn't mm-hmm. happen. <laughs> it didn't happen on screen anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, Brandon has a very good point there about the superhero squad. It got his kids into Marvel, mm-hmm. which again is another reason because we need more gateway comics and shows like this. Yeah. Because I remember, you know, they, everybody likes, you know, comics are growing up and comics are mature. Yeah, but if we don't have more kids buying them, we're going to not have comics. And we won't have comic book fans. Yeah, you know what's my what my kid has been really enjoying, and I don't know if you were going to get into this at all, but the Lego mm. Marvel stuff. Oh she yeah, loves it. Legos yeah. really took off with a lot. I mean, getting into a lot of different properties. Um, but yeah, the Marvel stuff. Uh, well, I mean, you know, I mean, Lego's getting, I mean, they're, they're, they're into everything. Star Wars, DC, Lego, mm-hmm. uh, Marvel, et cetera. You know, we, we've watched the Lego Batman movie at least a dozen times together. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll be talking about like Guardians of the Galaxy or something, or, or we'll watch one of the live action movies. And then she'll start saying, well, that wasn't how they did it. And, and then I realize she's talking about the Lego versions because there, there are like, Lego versions of almost everything, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. you know, out there, and the it, and while it's you know it's the, it's the 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 you know the kind of the silly Lego animation, um, and it's very tongue in cheek stuff. And if you've ever watched any of it, it's kind of like the old you know the old Bugs Bunny or Bullwinkle cartoons where there's a level that the kids enjoy, but there are dozens of jokes aimed right at the parents going wink wink. Kids don't get this, but you do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, side note, Lego and Star Wars are making a sequel to the holiday special that's going to come out this year. I saw, I saw, I haven't read the story. I, I thought it was more <laughs> like a joke. Um, but if uh, Lego does it, it's probably going to be freaking hilarious. Yeah. Ray and Finn uh, are going to be in it. <laughs> I, I'm going to need rum. It's gonna be, it's gonna be like Ray and Finn celebrating Life Day or something like Life that. Life Day, yeah. Uh, if Ray sings, <laughs> <laughs> who's who's gonna play the B. Arthur part these days? Who's who's the B. Arthur uh, analog now? So, Betty White, probably some YouTuber. Betty White, <laughs> Betty White, yeah. Um, Ultimate Spider Man mm. is a really good uh show 
I I really enjoy that. And I mean, it's another one that brings in a lot of characters. You know, they'll bring in Iron Man from time to time. Nick Fury's in it sometimes. Um, they did an episode where Peter Parker and the Hulk swap bodies. <laughs> so, so the Hulk was going to high school in, in Peter's body, and Peter was trying to figure out how to be the Hulk. <laughs> you know what I've been impressed with all of these these new ones? Now, I, I haven't, I can't say I've watched them watch them, but I've been in the room while they've been on because my daughter watches all this stuff is the, the somebody at Marvel is savvy enough to have said, we need to mirror the movies in the comics, even though they're not in the, or in the, in the, the animated shows, even though they're not they're the animated shows are more storyline related to the comics. You still have like, Whoever's playing Tony Stark for I swore it was Johnny Depp until I looked it up and went, dude, you sound just like him. Johnny you know, Depp. and That's... I'm sorry, not Johnny Depp. Uh <laughs> Downey Jr. Uh it's been a long day. <laughs> uh Downey Jr. or, you know, whoever's voicing Thor sounds a lot like and they're, yeah. they're drawing them a lot. Well, drawing, I suppose, is the wrong term now because it's all CG, but um, you know, they're strongly echoing the movies in the animated shows. And I think that's a brilliant move. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and like I said, uh, it kind of started with this ultimate Spider-Man series because you've got agent Colson in that show. You've got Mm -hmm. Nick Fury, Uh, Nick Fury. They, they kind of started with, uh, in that first Avengers series that I was talking about, uh, Nick Fury was a white guy up until uh, Samuel L. Jackson took the part. And then mm-hmm. they started animating him as a black guy in the comics. Well, he's a black guy in the um, in the he, show. He was in the... Yeah. But he's got... He's not bald. He's got hair and he's gray around the sides. <laughs> like, yeah. the, uh, like the comic character, except that he's black, you know. And then... Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but then when you get into Ultimate Spider-Man... He is basically Samuel L. Jackson's version with the leather jacket and, and bald head and all that kind of stuff. So, Yeah, that comes from the, the, Mar- the Marvel, the, the Ultimates universe. Uh, uh, and, you know, when they did, they started with Ultimate Spider-Man after the Raimi movies came out. And then they started adding more and more Marvel stuff. And they actually approached Sam Jackson, the writer who was doing the basically the Avengers, but they called them the Ultimates, and said, hey, we would like to do Nick Fury but looking like you. And he was like, well, yeah, he can look like me, but I get first dibs on the role if you do a movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon says that, yeah, his kids love Deadpool in the, oh. in the superhero squad. And when the movie came out, they wanted to go see it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they made a PG 13 version of Deadpool too. <laughs> they did. Yeah. Oh, I never, and it's I, funny. I, we meant to see it, and we, we the never once, got once to upon it. a once upon a Deadpool. Once yeah. a Deadpool. It's actually cute. It's worth it's worth watching. Um, so yeah, I, I liked uh, I like Ultimate Spider Man, um, and then they kind of dig into just about every series of the, or every one of the Marvel movies kind of gets their own show. So they've got they got a Guardians of the Galaxy series, but they've also got a Rocket and Groot series. Um, they've got a Black Panther TV series, <clears throat> and I haven't seen all of them. So I, I, they've got an Ant Man series. So I can't speak to some of these. Um, I could go get Sharon. She could probably tell you about all of them. <laughs> <laughs> they've got a they've got a Spider Man series that's on now that started I've in 2017. Seen, I haven't watched any of it. I've seen a lot of that one, and it's really good. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, you know the the thing is, my daughter my, my daughter has never watched commercial television. She only, you know, we we cut the cable when she was like eighteen months old, um, and so she's only ever watched shows on demand. And so binging is her default. And so when she finds a show that she likes, we'll watch twelve episodes in a row, or she will. Um, and so she she watched that Spider Man series. I think I even mentioned it on the show. And it's very, you know, Spider Man's in high school. 
Peter Parker is, you know, and he's he's kind of a dork, you yeah. know, and <laughs> and uh, you know, it, it's it's very much like the Tom Holland Spider Man. And I enjoyed it. I, uh, you know, what I saw of it was was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's it's set. It says it's set in the same universe as the Guardians of the Galaxy and Avengers Assembled cartoon series, which are really based on the MCU. Even I mean, mm-hmm. they're not canon to the MCU, but I can I can see where it would be. It would it would look a lot more like the Tom Holland uh, mm-hmm. Spider Man. Whereas Ultimate Spider Man reminds me a lot of uh, Into the Spider Verse. The kind of the way that they kind of do quick cutaway gags and stuff like that. It, it, it seemed like uh, some of the stuff that they were trying to um, trying to show in uh, into the into the Spider Verse. And now we've watched that about fifteen times as well. <laughs> like you know, there's there, there was one episode that where uh, somebody asked they ask uh, Peter Parker. If uh, I heard that Spider Man goes to your school or something like that, and Peter Parker is like, "Oh yeah, I've got Spanish class with him," and then they cut away and they show Peter Parker sitting next to Spider Man in Spanish class. And Spider Man's got a sombrero on, and he says, <laughs> "You know, don't they stop biblioteca?" <laughs> uh, so they've got some uh, upcoming stuff that hasn't come out yet. That's, I think it's going to be mostly uh, Disney Plus, like uh, Modoc the series. I'm clicking. Yeah, on. yeah, a bunch of those. If they happen, it's going to be great. But right now, I think we're at a, what? <laughs> what's going to happen? It's going to be yeah. It's going to be on Hulu, and it looks like Howard the Duck is going to be one of the characters. <laughs> well, uh, I I think animation is probably one area that's. Of of the entertainment universe that may be the least impacted by the quarantine because it is something that people can do, if not at home in isolation. Um, not saying that they are, but I think I I, w- I would say if any area of of the entertainment of the biz is going to be able to come out first, it's going to be animation because you know the 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 performers are rarely in the same room with each other anyway. And, uh, with, you know, high, high powered desktop computers. Now the animators don't necessarily have to go to an office to do what they're doing. Um, they have pushed back some of the release dates a little bit because this, what if series I think was supposed to come out before the end of this year. And now it's, it's pushed back to summer of 2021, but that's one that I'm looking forward to. I used to love the what if comics. Mm. Uh, Rick, I don't know if you know what if, but it's, it's, we, we've talked about it. I, you know, it's, it's not particularly my cup of tea, but yeah, I, I it's basically like, you know, what if this happened? It's kind of the same thing that DC does with their Elseworlds titles. And so they'll just say, <laughs> you know, what if Iron Man took place in the 1800s? Or something like that, you know. <laughs> and they'll just do one story that's like that. Now, I wish that they would do a animated series of What The. <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember that, but that's a that was a comic series that was a parody of What If, and it was kind of a comical take on all of the superheroes and in the Marvel Universe and the tropes and stuff like that. Well, do y'all remember the SNL sketch of What If Superman Landed in Nazi Germany? Well, they, I mean, they did, they did an actual run of what if Superman happened in Soviet in, in, Russia, in Russia, but no, <laughs> yeah. but the, back in the, back in the, 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 the not ready for prime, prime time players guys, they, they did a, a, what if Clark Kent landed in Nazi Germany instead of Smallville? And, uh, <laughs> wow. You know, that's the thing about the Elseworld. Whenever they do an Elseworld story about Superman, it's always what if Superman landed here? Yeah. And it's what if Superman landed in the jungle and it's basically Tarzan, but with superpowers, (laughs) what if Superman landed in Gotham city instead of Metropolis? And then he grows up to be Batman because he was found by the Waynes, you know, (laughs) uh, that kind of stuff. So, all right. 
Any others that you guys can think of that you want to bring up? Scott, you hadn't got a chance to say anything in a, in a few minutes. Yeah, I was uh, realizing that as we got further into the 2000s, there's just less that I actually watched when it was on. I would see you know, snippets here and there, but, uh, but nothing really very much. Um, I know I always meant to watch X-Men Evolution, but uh, I, I just never found the opportunity. I could probably go back and watch it now, but uh, unfortunately, um, our decision to <clears throat> travel back into the 80s and 90s and talk about animation landed right about the time that I decided to travel back into the 80s to watch some live-action television, which is why I just finished a uh, a watch-through of the entire series, which consists of the entire 13-episode first season of Street Hawk. Does anyone remember that one? Yeah, <laughs> I remember Street Hawk. Yeah, we're gonna have to do a show soon where I, we go back I've, and 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 talk about some of the uh, series from the '80s and '90s that might not have lasted very long, but we remember them very well. <laughs> Exo Man. Yeah, and and now that uh, now that Street Hawk is over, I will move on to what's next on my list, which is Mantis. Oh, Mantis. Carl Lumley. pilot was great. Carl Lumley as a paraplegic scientist who builds an exoskeleton that allows him to walk, and he uses it to go be a superhero in his flying car. But it was 10 years prior. (laughs) (laughs) What was the guy? Oh, I don't remember the name of the show. He, like his brain got wiped, but they could download like abilities into his brain. Cause he had, they like implanted a chip in his head and, and he could, he could become an expert in anything like in, that's ringing in, a bell. It sounds I like, know that show and I can't think of it. It, it is it the pretender? No, he, no. he could, he would learn the thing. He would learn it. He wasn't brain wiped. You would learn. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. no, he would like they they plug him in and and download and then there was always there would always be like this this delay while he was like I know how to do this but I don't have the muscle memory for it and then uh, it was like contemporaneous contemporaneous is that a word it's contemporary with like the six million dollar man and the bionic woman and you know those live action shows in the seventies and, and and early eighties oh. I can't remember the name of it now. Brendan says oh. Dark Angel was around then too. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, I wanted to. I wanted to, Sherman mentioned a minute ago Agents of Hulk. I think you're thinking of Hulk and the Agents of Smash. Yeah, that was another cartoon oh, that came on. Big in, difference. Uh, 2013. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was Hulk, his cousin She Hulk, his friend A Bomb, his son Scar, and his former enemy Red Hulk, and they team up to fight threats no one else can. Like, what, asteroids? <laughs> <laughs> and it says, meanwhile, Rick Jones uses cameras to film the action to prove to the world that Hulk is a hero. All right. Well, I guess that's it for uh, Marvel uh, cartoons. Um, Rick, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you? Sure. Go to... Uh, um I almost said cosmicpotato.net, and that is not a that is not a place to go to. That's not a uh, website. <laughs> <laughs> or if it is, it's not us. Uh, go to starbasecommand.net, and you can find my show, Starbase sixty six, and into. Uh, why do I keep trying to say into? Open the iris. I don't know. I don't. I've never had a show that had a, name, a word into in it. Uh, Infinite diversity <laughs> and uh, analyzing Doctor Who and Trekno Babble. And uh, yeah, we're there. Or check me out on here on Cosmic Potato or uh, uh, Captain Game Show or other places where I can't freaking talk. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Gary. Uh, You can find me at the uh, on Facebook as part of the Dragon Con American Sci-Fi Classics tracks. Look for our group under the groups, Dragon Con American Sci-Fi Classics. If you search for that, you will find it where Joe Crow and I do shenanigans all year long. Uh, to keep the spirit of geekery alive. Uh, we will be doing live panels when Dragon Con is going virtual online this year. And you can find me on the Twitter here. And you can find my weekly 
art, uh, article slip discs about what nerdy physical media is coming out. I try to publish that every Monday at revolutionsf.com. All right, and Scott? Uh, you can find me on various places right here on the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network, including my very own show, Prime Direction, where I interview people about their individual Star Trek fandom. Uh, or you can check out some of my graphic artwork on Twitter at Planet Rise or visit my website, www.planetrisecreative.com. His artwork is awesome. <laughs> Thank you. All right. That's going to do it and, for us. And uh, make sure you And join yes, us. Brandon, Sharon has watched Frozen 2 many times. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> make sure you join us next time on Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk podcast, when you might hear John say, I'm currently working on some 80s fan fiction where the Golden Girls find E.T. instead of those kids. And it's mainly so that the theme can be, thank you for friending a being. John, go to bed. <laughs> go stand in the corner with uh, with Unk. Okay. <laughs> did, did everyone else get a might hear John say? Because I think he said he was sending one to everybody. I, I got one. I don't know about anyone else. All right, well, go one. for it. Uh, be sure to join us next time on Cosmic Potato, the Super, Super Fan Talk podcast, when you might hear John say, If I had a nickel for every time I forgot what I was talking about, I assume I'd have some amount of money. I'm not really sure. <laughs> Hang on, I might have gotten one. I, I didn't have my Facebook open. Let me... Oh, wait. Yes, I did get a message from John. All right. Be sure to join us next uh, time on Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk podcast, when you might hear John say, I have a side business where I buy up expired Mountain Dew and sell it at half price. I call it Mountain Did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> All right. Thank you for joining us. You can contact us by joining our Facebook group, following us on Twitter, or sending an email to CosmicPotatoPod at gmail.com. You can find all our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and at CosmicPotatoNetwork.com. Be sure to join us again next time on Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast.